I'm reading one verse of scripture tonight, a very familiar verse, and a very informative verse. Verse number 28, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28 is not a strange foreign word for God's people. We have found consolation and comfort from these words on many occasions. But I'm preaching in these days on some precious promises. And I would like to use this precious promise tonight in Romans 8.28. We've looked at a promise worth repeating. And a promise to pray by. A promise with great prospects. Last night, we looked at a promise for the pilgrim journey. For a few minutes tonight, I'd like to preach on a promise about all things. A promise about all things. And we know that all things, the text reads, work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We have in this text what Thomas Watson called a divine cordial. I was thinking today, it's been a little over 30 years ago. A friend of mine told me of a book, a bookstore on the perimeter of Atlanta. And I stopped by there to check them out. And they had reprints of a lot of the old Puritan works. And I, among other little volumes, I bought a little paperback book that day entitled A Divine Cordial by Thomas Watson. It was more than a sermon. It was a group of sermons, a discourse on Romans 8, 28. I'll ever be grateful that in my early ministry as an evangelist, the Lord impressed upon me through the writings of Thomas Watson that God is working all things together Amen. for good to them that love God. Amen. Somebody says, well, it's in the Bible all the time. I know it. Sometimes God uses other people's thoughts to prod us and then give us a, a desire to know more about that truth. Now, I've noticed over the years, this 8th chapter of Romans, which is filled, I'm talking about to the brim and overrunning 
with great doctrinal truth. I've noticed that there are several all things texts. Look at verse 32, for instance. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Here we have all things with promise. He has given us all things in Christ. And then in verse 37, we have all things with power. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. In our text tonight, according to its own testimony, we have all things with purpose. All things are working together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. We're a blessed people indeed. In that we have been given all things. And that we have power over all things. God has made us conquerors and more than a conqueror. And then as we come back to our text, how blessed indeed we are when we realize that God is working all things for our good. For our benefit. Now, I feel that it would be impossible to say what ought to be said about this text in this one gathering tonight. It's almost like trying to hug a mountain with one hug. It's impossible. Uh, I think, however, if you went back several Saturdays, you might get that mountain hug. Well, I can't preach from this text several Saturdays, but I would like to hug it just a little for a few minutes tonight. I want to say three things about this promise. A promise about all things. You'll notice the text begins with a word of certainty. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called, according to His purpose. I would underline firstly tonight that this promise about all things is an established promise. We know that all things work together for good. We may not always practice and act like we know. But those of us who are called, who are justified, who are glorified in Christ, we know that all things work together for our good. That's right. Of course, you understand he's not talking to sinners here. He's talking to believers. In fact, the entire chapter underlines this fact that 
We're no longer condemned, but we're justified. And uh, that we are no, no longer living after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And that the Spirit of adoption cries out within us, Abba, Father. We're also told that the Spirit is helping us in our infirmities. He's interceding for us. That's the crowd that he's referring to. Verse 27, the most recent word, says, The Spirit maketh intercession for the saints. And then he adds, And we know, we saints, those of us who have been summoned by his Spirit, those of us who have been set aside by his sanctifying grace, those of us who have been saved by His mercy. We know it's established. It's settled. It's not something to vote on. It's not something that's going to be called up for revision. But we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. I'd like to emphasize secondly tonight, and this is the burden of my heart. We're not only confronted with this promise about all things and see that it is an established promise. It's not going to change. It's not going to be altered. We know that all things work together for our good. Notice secondly, this promise about all things is an extensive promise. And we know that things, no, it doesn't say that. And we know that some things, no, that's not happening. And we know that certain things, no. But the text reads, we know that all things. That's extensive, brother. That's inclusive. All inclusive. We know that all things work together for good. Now, what I'd like to do is just revel in this for a few minutes. You know, preaching is not saying something new. That's not the ministry of preaching. According to the apostles, preaching is God stirring up our memory. God calling to our remembrance. And I'd like to remind us of a few of the all things. I'm going to divide my little thought pattern, my meditation, into three categories. I want to begin by saying the things that are blessed are the things that are excellent. The things that we call good are working together for our good. 
the blessed things in life. Now, that we could develop a long list here, couldn't we? Some, some things which have even been mentioned tonight. What about our home life? I am aware that everyone has not had a blessed home life. But for those of us who have, it certainly is an excellent item in our lives. It's good. It's blessed. A good home life. A good dad. A good mom. A good family. Somebody said, well, you're not talking to me. Well, you hang around a few minutes and I'll get to your situation. But our family life, good circumstances. I was dealing with a fellow at the altar some time ago, and he, he said, I just found out that my daddy is not my daddy. And he said, I can't deal with it. I'm just having a hard time dealing with it. Uh, and I think this helped him. It seemed that throughout the week he talked to me about it. But it came to my heart, and I said to him, well, brother, I know that it's tore your heart out, but what can you do to change it? You can't go back and, and uh, alter and uh, take away, remove that that was real. Doesn't uh, sound too good. But even a home life that was disturbed is for our good. Good things, good circumstances, good parents. And uh, really, it's a miracle that we, any of us, survive in, as we look back through some circumstances. But I'm talking about the good circumstances. The good circumstances. What about the church house down the road? That worked for our good. I'm grateful that I came up under... Sound preaching. Anointed preaching. And the worship of, of the saints. Around people who knew the work of the Spirit. And understood something of the ways of God. Just being in that atmosphere is for our good. Uh, I was preaching some time ago. I probably told you this before. But I was preaching some time ago. And this little old boy couldn't stay awake. And his mom was really interrupting the service trying to keep him awake. He'd fall over on her and she'd push him and she'd pop him. Trying to wake him up. Well, everybody's watching her, including me. And I finally just stopped. I said, Sister, if you'll let him sleep, he'll probably get more out of this service of sleep than the rest of us are going to get out of it awake the way we're going. That while these children just being in an atmosphere of worship yes, are benefiting from us. Right. 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 Works for our good to be in the place of worship. Amen. What about being around prayer? Amen. I'll never forget some of us boys playing in the graveyard at the church, before church. Now, I never had gone into the 
over there where the men were praying. They went across the hill down into a little ravine. I never, but we got to playing one night before church and before I realized that we'd already got over there where those fellas were praying. Son, it dawned on me that everybody wasn't playing. They were some who were praying. They meant business with God. Prayer affects our hearts. It affects the way we think. God uses it. I, I can't go as far as some and say that prayer changes things. I believe God changes things. But often He uses the channel of prayer to help us enter into what He's doing. What about the preaching of the Word? Thank God for men who have stood and proclaimed the truth. I said, well, the preacher I had, he didn't have an education. No, but I I dare say he had a message. And he he was called of God. And he did his best to sound the alarm to sinners and to encourage and incite the saints to march on. I, I say the preaching of the word is to our good. I'm just talking about some of the things that are blessed. Blessed indeed. Some of you may not have had a good home life, but God gave you a good husband or a good wife. Some of you may not have been raised around love or or sympathy and kindness, but uh, you had a neighbor that took interest in you. That was for your good. Good things that happened. Blessed things. <laughs> this one has worked in me throughout the day. What about the work of the Spirit? I'm grateful for all those things that I've mentioned. And I can say all of them have been to my benefit in life. But I want to thank God for the work of the Holy Spirit. When I wasn't around preaching, when I wasn't around praying, when I wasn't around my parents, when I wasn't in a good environment, when I wasn't around the saints of God, the Holy Spirit dealt with my heart, convicted me of my evil ways. Things that are blessed, but holy. He didn't just say all the good things work together for good, but he said all things. I'd like to mention a few things that are bad in our thinking. I've mentioned things that are blessed, good, excellent. I'd like to mention things that are bad. few things that seem a little negative. Let me begin with temptations. Now I know that there are those who only think when you talk about temptation you're referring to the opposite sex. But temptation comes in every form. And yet all of it is working together for our good. God uses temptation and our susceptibility to it to deflate our spiritual pride. Somebody said, that'll never happen to me. I'll tell you, praise God, 
God put me so far back in the rock of ages. Nothing like that's going to bother me. Why, you're next. <laughs> Temptation. Things that are bad are for our good and benefit because when we are tempted, it deflates our spiritual pride. It helps us see that we're not as wonderful as we thought we were. I think another thing about temptation that's good, it makes us long more for heaven. <laughs> Praise God, we're headed for a country where there'll be no more devil, no more sin, no more temptation. So we long more for heaven. What about this? I think temptation works for our good because we can comfort others down the road. We can say to them, we know what you're feeling. We've been there, brother. Sister, we understand. Temptation, then, something that's bad, can even work for our good. (laughs) Oh, Lord, I knew this is too big for me to buy. Let me add that our trials, those things that are so bitter and difficult and adverse, they work for our good. Yes. Yeah, but Tom, you don't know what I what I'm going through. No, but did it involve attempted murder? Did it involve jail time? Did it involve lies? Joseph went through all that. His brothers turned on him like a pack of wolves. They lied about him. He ended up going to prison for something he didn't do. And then as well, that was attempted murder. Had had uh, Potiphar had his way, or Pharaoh had his way, or even Joseph's brethren at one point had their way, Joseph would have been killed. They conspired against him. How can we get rid of him? And yet Joseph could say later, "Ye meant it for evil, but God meant it for good." Trials, which are bad in our thinking, are for our good, for our benefit. Yeah, but Tom, you don't understand. No, I may not, but I want to tell you it's not for your detriment, it's for your benefit. What about affliction? Affliction, I know that might be under trials, but what about Job losing his children as far as the flesh is concerned? Uh, and his wife turning on him, him losing his health, his friends sort of rising up against him, and on and on. Uh, we could go. In fact, Job didn't help himself out by defending his cause, saying ugly things and then defending it, saying justify He said on one occasion to his friends who had been rather disgusting in their 
attitude and statements. They'd accused him of everything but serving God. And Job said, when you three die, there'll not be any more wisdom. It'll die with you. But before it was all over, God used his affliction to draw him into another realm. And Job said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now, as a result of my afflictions and my sorrows and my difficulties, I, mine eyes see it. What about sin? I talked about temptation, trials, affliction. What about sin? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Sin can't work for our good. Oh, yes, it can. Sin can give you a spirit of prayer. It can produce in you a spirit of prayer. When you sin and come short of God's glory, or someone you're very attached to and close to sins and come short of God's glory... Instead of you wanting to go after that same type of sin, you begin to pray and say, Oh God, don't let this happen to me. Oh God, purify my motives. Oh God, somehow cleanse my inner being. I don't want to end up like that. When When we come short, we've sinned and yet we realize God hadn't cast us away. But He forgave us. It makes us thankful that things are not as worse as they, as bad as they could be. (laughs) I said, well, I I am glad that I'm not in such and so and so shape. I'm glad I hadn't gone that far. Yeah. But if you could just realize that you could be there. It'll make you humble and thankful before God. I think it burdens us for others as well. Lord, brother, so-and-so's living where I was living there several years ago. Please help him, Lord. Lord, I saw that family take a step or two in the wrong direction like our family did back on the Lord. Oh, God, help them. And he burdens you for them. And you, I say even sin can work for our good. I stepped out of my motel room near Bristol, Virginia some years ago and almost fell on a fellow who was asleep right there in front of my door. He'd passed out. There's bottles and beer cans everywhere. And he'd just gone as far as he could go. He just Finished his drinking there and passed out right there in front of my door. I said good morning to him. It didn't seem like it registered. So I stepped over and went and got me some breakfast. Came back here still there. So I went to the manager. I said, we need to get this fellow out of the weather. And uh, I thought maybe he'd get up while I was gone. And maybe we need to call. Well, he said, I called the cops and they had I said, well, he needs more than the cops. He needs a blanket. He needs something. We need to do something for him. Do you know what happened that morning? Uh, after it was all over and uh, he, he had gone, some, they called somebody and they came and got him and took him home. I found myself expressing my gratitude to the Lord. 
that I was headed for a country where there'd be no more liquor bottles. There'd be no more wine. There'd be no more beer. And a land that's fairer than day. Even sin can benefit us. What about circumstances of a bad nature? Life does afford us some rough circumstances. If you've never gone through a rough trial, don't push your chest out too far. Because somewhere down the road you'll find yourself in it in some form. Maybe your son or your daughter or a grandchild. But God lets us all go through various circumstances that seemingly are of a bad nature. They look negative. They look totally against us. They, they look as though they're the worst things that could ever happen. And nobody has ever felt like I felt, we say. Nobody understands. That's not true. There are others who have walked down those dark paths. There are others who have felt those awful sensations. There are others who have cried out in their helplessness. And God helped them through the dark, the darkness and through the, the winding path. And I want to say, when He lets you and me walk through paths that are of providential origin, I say to you, beloved, that is for our good, though it seems as though it's going to drive us into oblivion. It's for our good. All things. All things. Even death. I know this church has experienced the loss of loved ones by unexpected death in these past months. I was recently in a church where a man and wife went out to eat with the pastor and his family and myself. While they were while we were at the table, the pastor's wife asked the other woman about her pocketbook. Well, I hadn't noticed her pocketbook, but on her pocketbook or her purse, she had had some inscriptions made, and she had an angel painted on the purse, and then she had two names and put under it, "My angels in heaven." And the pastor's wife didn't mean to stir memories up. She just asked her, when did you get your purse? And the woman went to weeping. And then her husband got up from the table and went weeping towards the restroom. I whispered to the pastor, I said, you got to inform me about this. What's going on? And he said, Brother Tom, you'll remember when I tell you. But he said, last year, around May, their teenage daughter was involved in a car wreck and she was killed instantly. And said then, about October, their other child, who was also a teenager, he was involved in a traffic accident and he went home to be with the Lord. They buried their two teenagers within a six-month time frame, seven months. Well, how could that benefit us? How could that be of any uh, good for us? The 
preacher said to me, he said, Tom, they're still upset easily. But he said, I've never seen anybody who's tried to leave it with God more than they have. He said, he said they just constantly ask for prayer. They, they, they've even gone and tried to help a couple other people in the community who lost loved ones. I want to tell you, even death works for our good. When I, when I was in the fifth grade, my best friend, my best friend, Vance Rhodes, was the greatest runner I knew and a great ball player. He could run faster than anybody uh, on the ball field. We got out of school one afternoon. He got on the bus. We waved. And the bus went around the winding country road, led him out down at the hill along with his brother and a neighbor. And he said to them, I'll beat you up the hill. Well, they knew he would. They didn't even try. But he ran wide open up that hill and was almost home. But when they got up the hill, they found him laying there on the edge of the road. He'd had a, uh, a, a tragedy take place in him, a vein in his head. And he bled to death before they could ever do anything for him or get any help to him. I want to tell you, as a, as a young boy, God used the death of my best buddy to get my attention. Amen. It worked for my good. <laughs> I told my daddy, I said, Daddy, I don't like anything about death. I hate it. I said, I, I want to go to Vance's funeral. My daddy took me and I looked at that body of my buddy. And I want to tell you, I began to think about the reality of life. Yeah, the reality of death. All things. We know that all things work together for good. Every bit of it. Things that are blessed. Things that are bad, they hold it. Things that are beyond. Heaven works for our goodness. I got a dear grandmother there tonight. As hard as that day goes by, I don't think of her. From the third grade until after my first year in college, before I moved away from home, I stayed with my grandmother. She was an invalid. And uh, I don't know why God orchestrated it that way, but he did. And I slept with her most of those years. Ain't nobody had a grandma more warm than my grandma. <laughs> she didn't just have a bed, she had one of them overlapping beds. <laughs> What a dear soul she was. <laughs> there are days when I'd like to see her. And many of you remember my Uncle Joe. One of the last times he came to hear me preach was right here and he got sick and had to leave the service several years ago when I was a young evangelist. <laughs> he, he'd call me every now and then and say, I want to go with you to a meeting. 
And uh, I'd say, all right, where are you going? Oh, I'll just come to Mama's. That was my grandmother. She'd just pick me up there. Well, I was preaching down in Pickens County. And he called me and he said, oh, I want to go with you. I'll be at Mama's this afternoon. I said, all right, I'll leave about six. Well, I didn't think about it the rest of the day. I went about my day. Got in the, I got ready, got in the car, cranked up, took off to Pickens County, went right by my grandma's house. There was my Uncle Joe in the yard waving at me. I waved at him and kept going. <laughs> when I got down to Cleveland, the curve down there in Cleveland, South Carolina, it hit me what I'd done. I stopped and called him. I oh, said, I'll go some other night. <laughs> when we buried him up here at Pinal Church a few years ago now, my heart was heavy. They asked me to preach his funeral. It was almost more than I could handle. But a few days later, I came back and visited his grave again. I stood out there and all those memories came back to me. Especially that when Uncle Joe, he'd tell that. He loved to tell that on me. And laugh. Boy, he'd be off. He just come right by there, he said. Well, you better come. <laughs> I got out there around the grave and I said, you pull one on me now, buddy. You paid me back. You're the one I talked to when my heart was heavy. You're the one that I could get to pray with me when I couldn't ask anybody else to pray about me. And now, here you have, you done run off and left me. Uh, yeah. Ah, I want to tell you, heaven, heaven, hey, the reality hey, of heaven hey, is hey, for our good. Hey, it's for our good. Hey, Causes a sinner to stop and think, where will I be in eternity? Causes a Christian to yearn. For a better place. God's rest. Then may I add, if heaven works for our good, then hell also works for our good. The fact of a hell is for our good. Somebody said, that's one of the awful things I've heard of. The preacher saying somebody might go to hell. That's awful. That's just terrible. Yeah, and that works for your good. Get your attention. In fact, the night I was saved, the preacher didn't preach on heaven and grace and the cross and love. You know what he preached on? He preached the entire sermon on hell. It worked for my good. (laughs) Hell. The screams in the hell. The eternal nature of hell. I was preaching in Illinois. Trying to think of a little town that won't come to me. And a dear old man came up to me and he said, Preacher, do you know what the hell of hell is? I said, well, I never have thought about it. He said, well, I'm going to tell you the hell of hell is that it is forever. <laughs> but even that works for our good. We don't want to go there for it. Oh Lord. 
Please save me from that awful place. It's for our good. Works for our good. The fact that there's going to be a judgment works for our good. Nobody's going to get by. Nobody's going to slide in. Nobody's going to go under the surveillance camera. Nobody's going to go without a record. God has a record on everybody. It works for our good. Brings a fear upon our hearts to know we'll have to stand before God for our deeds. I could say other things. Angels work for our good. Demons work for our good. Well, how's, it, how's the devil and demons working for our good? Well, that oppression that the devil and his demons throw on us from time to time pushes us towards God. We see our inability. We see our limitations. We must have His help, His enablement. And we know that all things work together for good. Things that are blessed, things that are bad, things that are beyond. I'd like to conclude this emphasis tonight by pointing out, lastly, this is not only an established promise, and an extensive promise, all things. But it is an excellent promise. God said all these things, we know it's so, are working together for our good, for the Christian's benefit. I don't know how anything I've had faith could be to my benefit. It's casting your own God. It locks you up to His mercy. All of it. It's for our good. As Octavius Winslow, the old writer, said, all things work together or everything is conspiring for our good. (laughs) God's great purpose, God's great plan is so big and so wide that He has nothing in mind but the ultimate good of His people. He may have to send some trials along the way, but hallelujah, he's working it all for our good. I had to have some painting done. The painter wanted me to go with him to get the paint. And I picked out my color. They got up the base paint, and then they punched the red button. And I thought, oh, Lord, not red. Then they punched the black. And I looked at him and I said, we didn't have any black. Then they punched a little green. They began to mix different colors. And in the end, it came out just like we had hoped it would. But all those other things had to go together for it to come out for our good. Oh, God's not in the paint mixing business tonight. But He is mixing everything in your life and my life. Now for our good, He's going to conform us to the image of Christ. And when all the dust is settled, hallelujah, God will be praised. And Christ will be exalted for all things. I'd like to bow to Him now, wouldn't you? All things, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose.
You believe that? Would you stand with me?